Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Real, my God. Um, if it's not recognized that I definitely need uh, to be ministered to, it's, it's clear that I realize that it's true, especially when your customers come in that know you, know that, Eric, you don't look the same, man. You don't look right. And well, you get drained when you're carrying weight especially guilt that doesn't really belong anymore. What guilt I'm talking about, you know, things like the things that I have failed that I'm still allowing my mind to sabotage my joy. And uh, that's not an easy thing to deal with. I'm sure um, it doesn't take, it's not just exclusive to the Christian life. It's, it's in everything that we do. There isn't anything part of any life that we have that we don't carry some kind of guilt or harbor some kind of shame that maybe we have been forgiven for from the other person especially been forgiven for by God and yet still carry it with us um, that is something that the flesh does like to to weigh us down with because it's part of it's part of the old nature it's part of the thing that is dying within every single uh, every single sinner day by day is what Christ has done is killed it he has killed the sins of the flesh that, that condemned and damned those that were all destined for hell. Now, get the good news is, is this is open to everyone. Christ is a savior. The, the road is narrow, but just wide enough for one person at a time to confess their sins. And if he can get a lowly, useless atheist like myself out of 27 years, then anybody is can be saved. But there is that small little caveat there of recognizing your sin against God, recognizing that you could not fulfill the Ten Commandments, recognizing that you have sinned against God to the, to the degree that you have even caused harm to him and others through our actions. These may be hard to stomach or hard to understand or fathom because like, well, how am I responsible for uh, something that I don't necessarily believe in? Well, when we look at the end results, of what the world and how the world has been made, there's only two conclusions we can come up with. And unfortunately, even our president allegedly has said that, oh, it's not just God, it's a, it's a supreme intelligence. Or as some scientists say, it is, it is the, uh, the unknown intelligence that has, has, that has fulfilled and built humanity on this. Or you have God who built us from dirt, and as Job says, from dirt we came, to dirt we shall return. Now, with all that being said, what does it have to do with dissensions, you might ask? Well, strange enough, I just, well, it's not really strange. You guys are forward-thinking people. We just talked about it. That divide that causes people to want to not believe, and they have their reasons, and the people who do believe, and we have our reasons. So, Again, I apologize for not going live last night. I was definitely depleted spiritually, mentally and emotionally. It was, I was drained. And again, I apologize because I didn't communicate that. And I feel I carry that, that weight this morning. Matter of fact, I didn't sleep well. Well, I, I did get a good night's sleep. But in my mind, I was still carrying out 
the Bible study. So it's like, man, I know I got to do this before I get to work this morning. So good morning to everybody that sees this. And if you're seeing it in the afternoon, good afternoon. And if you see it in the evening, good evening. Whatever time you see it, I am glad to see you, even though technically I won't be able to see you when you see it. But you know, I love you. And with that being said, let's jump right into that beautiful Bible so we can get us started. You know, this is a beautiful thing to get started early in the morning with God to set our minds right. Whether you believe or not, guess what? We getting our mind right this morning. We may even have some food for thought if I can keep my mouth and mind focused on what needs to be happening. So pray for me, pray for me, pray for me. So here we go. We are going to go share our screen. We are going to the Carter Bible. This is what I like to use. This is my favorite uh, Bible to read. And plus, it's a Bible app, but there's also tons of things here also. Uh, you got all these kind of apps on this side. I should do another review on it because they're they're definitely worthy of it. They're definitely worthy of it. So I've talked enough. Let's jump into our into our to our message this morning or our study this morning. So we got to go back to Galatians chapter five. And remember, Paul is talking about the fruits of the spirit. And he's also talking about the fruits of the flesh. Now, I've been taking the fruits of the flesh two at a time, but it looks like it's broken down to one at a time, which is just fine since we're unscripted. We can roll that, that way. And just to show the, the contrast of the two, listen to this. So, for we were called to freedom, brethren, only do not turn your freedom into an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. In this statement, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, take care that you are not consumed by one another. Now, this is a this next fruit of the flesh sin directly corresponds to this statement right here. From 13 down to 15, we are at a point to which where the Judaizers were here splitting up the church in Galatia or attempting to. Some were falling away, some were listening, while others were saying, no, nah, no, nah, Paul, you got to say something. This thing is falling apart. And now we get to the meat of it because, look, whenever there is dissensions, which is, again, we look at fruit of the flesh. Why is this important? But I say, walk by the spirit. You will not carry out the desire of the flesh. For the flesh sets its desire against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another so that you may not do the things that you please. You'd be surprised how many articles and books and, and, and seminars and videos and podcasts and audio books are all dedicated to getting what you want. And never realizing that it can come at the expense of yourself and others. Well, that also goes for religion. All religion got our bookstore. We got the Christian bookstores everywhere. We got, we even got some Roman Catholic bookstores. We got some Muslim bookstores. We got bookstores for every flavor of what? Of someone who has a different belief that believes their belief is superior. That's why I can get on this camera. That's why I can get out in this world and say, let me tell you something. This is what the Bible says. And you can choose to believe or not. I am not coming to your house on Saturday morning. I ain't coming by to hand your flyers. I'm not doing, now I'm not saying those things are terrible. If you're a Christian, you want to go out and hand out baked goods. But I am not going to try to persuade a soul that God is anything that he hasn't said already in his Bible. Why? That ain't my calling. I call us to preach the word and teach the truth. That's that's it. If I got to persuade you, something wrong. I got motives. 
And you know what happens when that persuasion comes? Then comes my opinion, because in order for persuasion to be really good, you've got to have a passionate stance that also believes that you're standing on the right. Not just right and left. I mean, you're standing in a, in a good view. And guess what? If someone disagrees, you got, is that dissension? No, you can have a disagreement. But what about the person that is on that right and believe that they're standing in the right? And then someone comes along and agrees with them. And then it keeps growing from there. What happens if one day one guy goes, man, you know, he's right, but he doesn't talk about it the way that I believe he should talk about it. Or he highlighted something, but he's not stressing it as it should be stressed. He's, he's stressing it, but he's not, he's not using it to where it could really do some good. You'd be surprised how quick churches get split in half. And of course, that is, that is relevant to what, how theology is made. I believe, and I have my theory, it's just made this way. I believe that I have a theory this way. And then, of course, outside, when you don't believe, you have your own theology as well. You have your theory, oh, God ain't real. God is, is a woman. God has three heads or what. There is, look, there are 45,000 denominations and counting. That's 45,000 gods and Jesuses and, and everything else they want to believe about. That's, that's 45,000 of denominations that are abusing, molesting the Bible day after day. And guess what? Out of those 45,000 denominations, hundreds on top of hundreds of people, even then may share a different viewpoint than already is presented in the collective agreed upon 45,000 denomination beliefs. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law, which means what? When, when you're dealing with the law, you have to understand those Ten Commandments are God's holiness standards. And though some of us are good for maybe six, I would love to see who's good for nine. But to hold them perfectly to where you will not do damage to your neighbor, that's, that is an impossibility. One that only Christ is able to do. But I, Eric, we could try. You can absolutely try. That, that's not the issue. The issue is not trying. The issue is accomplishing and staying at that point. Staying free. That's like going out wearing white on, you know, after Labor Day. And you want to run a marathon and you are hoping that you got that same glinty bleached white when you started and at the end. That is a strange idea that you got to have. Eric, that's not fair. The Ten Commandments. Look, we're talking about truth. We're talking about other people. We're talking about the damage of yourself. You know, to understand what holiness looks like is to understand what it is to be selfless without disregarding yourself. Strange as that may sound, right? And this is, of course, in the light of God. Justice will never be just if that person doesn't know how to treat and love his neighbor without any hatred in his heart whatsoever and no covetousness and definitely doesn't want to give a false witness, doesn't lie, doesn't cheat, doesn't steal. These things that seem basic are hard to do in the scope of your own dreams and somebody else's dreams. 
It may seem like a wide open market, but guess what? There's always competition for that market. AT&T ain't the only uh, cell phone provider, is it? You, and Verizon's not the only, the, the second. They're, even Cricket, even smaller cell companies that come out that buy time off to the big boys, they're all vying for control to, so you to get in their ecosystem. There's a division. It's a light division, but a division that some will fight with every blood in their bone to say that this is better. How do I know that? Let's keep reading. But if you lay by the spirit, you're not under the law. Now the deeds of the flesh, these are the things, the sins that work within everyone, are evident, which means they can't be hidden. Everybody sees them, which is immorality, impurity. Cover these in videos. Uh, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes. Disputes we just discussed. Disputes we just discussed last episode. That is the politicking. You know, trying to you have a you have a thought process that you want to get across and you are interested to make that work. I want to convince that I want to lobby for this. I want to stand up for this. I believe this is the way we should go. I'm going to persuade others to have this same viewpoint. Politicking is old as sin itself. There's always someone jockeying for position. And there's always and they're looking for those who can support them in doing so because they believe this would be uh, be the, the most successful way to go. And guess what? Does it work? Yeah, it does work. We wouldn't have the government that we have. We wouldn't have all these political parties in the world today if it didn't. But what do they all have in common? What is the one thing that they all share in common? None of them on the same page. There's a divide in between. Well, when you look at the word dissensions, let's take a look. Now, I am going to sure tear this up, but let's try it. Dicostasia. What is that? Division. The one thing God says, do not let there be any division among you. Man, if you want to talk about something that's terrible, you want to talk about things that are destructive, Wait till someone introduces the division, the reason to rebel, the reason to separate, the driving force to divide a house, job, siding with one guy over the other. Let me tell you one place that you can see a lot of dissension is in a Walmart. Yes, they're all saying we have to one goal, but every department sometimes, I'm not saying all the time. There is factions that are coming up in there that only could have happened when division was sowed. This guy does it. My manager does it better than that guy. I'm just using that as an example. You can find that in anything. You can find that in a hair salon. It may be only the, the clients or guess what are now in the in the battlefield. Oh, you don't want to you don't want to you don't want to go with that girl right there. She don't put the right she don't put the right stuff in her perms. She don't do the right prep work on that. You don't want to get your feet done at that place. That pl you got division everywhere. And it all starts with an ideal. It's all it's just a small little ideal. And it can start in many ways. I can do this better. I can do this 
more efficient than that way. Why would you ever listen to that kind of person? Why are they doing it that way when the curriculum says this way? How did they just interpret it that way and they're having that kind of success, but I'm following it by the book? There is a lot of ways that division is sowed. But the best way to look at it is to see what do we have here with dissension or as we see sedition the conduct or speech inciting people to rebel against the authority of a state or a monarch my 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 that is that's definitely not a johnny gill song in this case to cause a divide the very thing that the Judaizers are doing right now by trying to reintroduce the very laws of Moses that Christ fulfilled. So you have to ask the question, but why? Why? Because they want control. They want control, slavery. When you can put people back into a system that they were freed from, you also get their what? Their obedience to that system. Oh yeah, we're talking some dangerous things today. To do what? To rebuke authority. That ain't my president. That ain't my PTA leader. That ain't my manager. That even though they're 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 in charge of our lives, we don't respect them. We don't even care to pray for them even though if we don't like them. Matter of fact, we may start actively working against them. And we may be the instigator or we're close to the instigator and what we believe the instigator is in the right. And now we got this burgeoning rebellion blowing up. It's growing and festering and getting worse. And guess what? The church is supposed to be inoculated against this. But guess what? As with anything, it's not as easy as it may sound to just keep division out but it is possible and there is a way to do it in a way that truly honors god and we're going to take a look at that today i don't have much time we go until about 9 15 then that way i can mosey out to work and get myself uh and i got to get ahead of the traffic because you know even though it's it's not early in the morning and the way i go to work after my accident it yeah I, my anxiety triggers big i get scared when i see a school bus turning even though i'm not in that even that lane so just just being obvious just being honest about that listen to this matthew 10 34 do not think that i have come to bring peace on earth this is christ i've not come to bring purse a uh, peace but a sword of division between belief and unbelief isn't that amazing what you believe and what you disbelieve. What's the truth and what's a lie? Notice he didn't come to persuade. I've come to show you the black and white. So that way you can make your informed decision. Look at uh, Mark 3.25. A home filled with strife and division destroys itself. How many marriages are destroyed because there's opposite opinions of how this person needs to do it that way that person needs to do it this way i don't know why they do it. you know where we're going with that oh money divides people like crazy it's emotional attachments on that it's idolatrous attachments on that 
Man, do you know that that divorce happens in the Christian life? And guess what? It runs at the it runs a little bit higher than non-believers. Why is that, Eric? That don't make no sense. Yeah, it does. Because we got sinners, they want their damn way. Excuse my French. We want it our way. You ain't doing it. This, this house better look spotless every day to where you look like nobody lives here. I'm sorry. That don't sound comfortable. Well, they don't have to live here. Well, I guess I don't. Now we got what? There's a division. Is what? what? What's the divide in that situation? You got two opposing viewpoints. You know what you don't have? A submission to God. You know what else you don't have? A compromise. You know what you don't have? You don't have a way to bridge unless someone gives in. Eric, isn't that compromise? Somebody's got to give in in order to compromise and see the value and benefit in that compromise and say, what can we both do to work together? Now, in the house of God, the compromise is simple. You compromise yourself so you can have the truth. You throw it all away. You throw away all them little opinions you've generated over the years and you side with the Lord. That way you stay on the side of holiness. You know, standing with God will help you love people better than you ever could in your life. Why? Because you will love them without a motive. They won't have to fulfill something. You don't have to see them in a certain light to love them. Oh, that man's an atheist. Come here, brother. Let me hug on you, dog. Let me love on you. I saw this displayed yesterday. Right in front of my eyes at work. Now you think, well, why are you doing Christian work at work? I can't turn it off. I ain't ashamed of it. I know how to conduct business with or without discussing anything of the Bible. It just so happens if it's brought up or if I decide to say something about, hey, God bless you. Have a good day. Eric, I don't believe that way. You know what? I understand that brother coming to me some love. I ain't trying to offend you. I'm just trying to love you. And I, guess what? Clients are still strong here. Everybody's welcome. I don't. That door is not closed to anybody. Any belief structure, how you see yourself, all are welcome. I just, I just, I just repair phones for a living. But it just so happens that I love everyone that comes in that door. You're not just a customer. You're part of my family. And I got a love on you. I don't, don't mean I'm jumping across the counter <laughs> trying to offend people by giving them hugs they don't want. I, but I can respect and love them as individuals. And it not compromise anything of the Bible. Why? Because we've been charged to love. Love thy neighbor as thyself. One of the hardest commandments in the universe to do. And guess what? The fruits of the flesh is what ensures that that is difficult. And let me tell you, division starts with how I run business. I don't run my business that way. You don't, I don't bring up religion and politics. Great, because neither does God care about either one of them. Fantastic. We're finally on the same page. Listen to this. We go down to Luke, uh, Luke 1, 8. Now it happened while Zacharias was serving as priest before God in the appointed order of his priestly division. Eric, that's, that's not the same division we're talking about. That's, a, that's an assembly. But listen to this. Do you suppose that I came to grant peace on earth? No. I tell you, but rather division between believers and unbelievers. That's again, he's reiterating what Matthew's talking about. So now, listen to this. John 10, 19, a division of opinion, because that's where it starts. That's the origin of all division occurred again among the Jews because of these words of his. What words of his? I'm glad you ask. Listen to this. Let's see what Christ said that caused the division. And we got to go way up here. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays his down, lays down his own life for the sheep. But the hired man who merely serves for the wages 
who is neither the shepherd nor the owner of the sheep, when he sees the wolf coming, deserts the flock and runs away. And the wolf snatches the sheep and scatters them. The man runs because he is a hired man who serves only for wages and not concerned about the safety of the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and I know without any doubt those who are my own and my own know me and have a deep personal relationship with me. That's the thing that you don't, that people don't that people have a misconception about when it comes to God. There is no blind faith. There's no desire for it. It's pointless because divine divine I mean blind faith is idolatry. You ain't even trying to think about what you're doing. You ain't even trying to critically think about what you're doing. You could care less. You think if I just devote everything in this one direction and go regardless of what's happening, you know, you know what will happen? You won't be able to explain to a soul why you're doing it. You know what else will pop up? Defensiveness. You don't tell me how to devote myself to the law. It can happen just like that. Because then you have others that will join with you and say, man, he's zealous for the law. I'm going to do the same thing he's doing. And when there's a voice of reason that said, man, can you explain to me why you're doing it that way? And the Bible says open. I, we, we, we do it this way. Happens all the time. See, it's not just unbelief that happens outside the church. Oh, no, no. Unbelief is more in the church than it is outside. And it starts and ends in that Bible. How someone looks at it. My opinion is, nobody cares about your opinion. Oh, but here, some people do. I know. And guess what? They will help you to build that on that opinion to cause what? A rift. Slowly grows. The first division that was ever seen on earth happened in the Garden of Eden. When Satan successfully, successfully divided man and woman. How did he do it? Well, not by his hand direct. He just told a little lie and we ran with it. We both, you saw Adam and Eve both see that fruit from a perspective that what? It would each give them something. It's been that way ever since. It's a, it is a beautiful blessing and a miracle at times that family, you see couples getting along and sacrificing each other for each other. They're, they're, they're stepping down beside and not going behind each brother's back and saying, man, I didn't really want to do that, but you know, happy, happy wife, happy life. No, no, no. That's not how that works, homie. Don't you want a desire to serve one another? That also goes back to Galatians chapter five. But listen to this. I know there are sheep who are not in my fold. I have others, verse 16. Oh, we, we skipped too far. Uh, my own know me and my and I know them and have a deep personal relationship with them. That's what God wants. A one-on-one. -on -one. We got the that's why he says, I'll reveal them myself. You preach the gospel, I'll reveal myself to them. And guess what? There's an angel there that will ensure that that meeting place happened. And what you decide at that conversational point will change your life one way or another. Listen to this. And I lay down my very own life, sacrificing it for the benefit of the sheep. I have other sheep besides these, besides what? Outside of just the Jews, outside the Israelites, that are not in my fold. I must bring those also, and they will listen to my voice and pay attention to my call, and they will become one flock with the one shepherd. I, he just gathering them all. Ain't nobody excluded from that. Hey, look, repent and be saved. Come on. That door is open. Let's go. Come on. Repent. And be saved. You mean be at peace with God, not at war with him? Yes, come on. That way, what happens? You will experience a peace that you will trust. Here, here's the first clue 
and first truth that will happen the minute someone becomes saved. I'm glad somebody asked, what does it feel like? I said, I really can't call it a feeling. I, I wish I could, but that, that doesn't quite work because it's not a feeling. I can't even classify it as a feeling. It's more of a of a of a pure knowledge of understanding. If they can understand, you know that aha moment, but it happens on a profound level to where it shakes you to your core. It would be like a car wreck head-on collision. But when you come out the other side, you're more focused and clear. It's like you had double vision and then when the car wreck hit, you had 2020. And guess what? From that day forward, you can't unsee the truth of the world. It is a jarring, a jarring experience, to say the least. When you see the world for what it truly is, it's heartbreaking. Not doesn't induce anger. It, 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 it shows and it exposes us to pain. It exposes us to hardship. Like, why is it this way? Why is that happening? Why does it have to be that way? Why does it have to go down that road? Why does this have to be this, this persistent? I don't understand why it's got to go down that way. You, It will open up your heart in a way because your heart... Look, people say, I got a heart of gold. Well, if you last time I checked, go, you can knock someone out with some gold. You just grab it and you just hit them over the head, it'll get right out. But your heart's got to be made, it's got to be moldable. It's got to be able to, to breathe. It's got to be... And we're talking about your mind and your emotions, of course. We talk about your spirit man, the thing that you desire to flex. That's why there's Buddhism, Taoism, you got meditation, you got self-help books. You got all these things trying to produce what God gives with such an ease to where you start to self-examine. Why did I do this? Why did I do this knowing that I love that person? Why did I do this when I was given this responsibility, but I'm abusing it this way and nobody sees but me, and yet I justified it? Oh, everybody has that story. Every Christian got that story. How did I justify this? Because now you see what you did, and it's in black and white. Those are the charges. This is what you're guilty of. And you see, you got date, time, who saw it, who signed off on it, who you got involved in it, who was not only included in it, but who you also stuck it on and who you was with when you did it. It's all black and white and you can't hide anymore. I did it. Here it is. Here's the, here's the goods. And then you see at the bottom, not guilty. Why? Because you're in Christ. These charges that were proven guilty that you did, Christ has paid the penalty. So besides you going to jail, he went. But this special event that is not exclusive to Christians, not just saw Christ suffer the, the fate of what? Of the, the burden of sin of every human being that would ever live in the existence until God says it's all over. That is a large weight. People that's been born. People have died and people that's going to be born again. People who've already have died and moved, all of it. He, it, it is a blanket covering to where even death had to tap out. I, I'm Look, I'm good. I'm good, man. I'm done. To where eternal life waits. All death is now for us is the, is, the, uh, is the one stage before the final transition. We're sliding from flesh to spirit. 
And let me tell you, there are societies and people that are trying to help others transition to death on their own terms because they don't want to wait for the possibility of something to harm them. And guess what? They call death cafes. Look them up. Dignity. We want to be able to die this way and not have this, this feeling over our head. And, you know, that's a lot of reasons to silence a Christian, a true Bible-believing Christian, because who wants to be hit with that cognitive dissonance every day? I don't want to be confronted that I'm a sinner. I get it. I'll write whatever. I don't believe that. And the frustration builds. You just want to go on about your day. But yet we're intrigued by psychology. We're intrigued by therapeutic methods. We're intrigued by alternative medicines and ideas to help awaken the consciousness. We're thrilled by ideas of self-help and and and. and what was done in medicine, we do in theories and in, in habitual training. We do it in this, and we do the same thing in motivation, and we do the same thing in is cognitive driven desires. We go this route, and you write your goal setting. All of these things are in an attempt to reach what God does in a stroke of a word. Just write it right down. Repent. It opens all the doors to your cognitive understanding of just where you stand in a world that once you believed a lot of the things that it taught you until you realize those are all opinions and there's divisions in each one of them. Because if someone says, I don't have that belief in that theory, I have to, I'm going to go flesh out, make my own theology has been doing it. Religion has been doing it for years. It's, it, look, the first religion was built right in the Garden of Eden. It don't take long to see it. We tried to clothe ourselves with our version of what we wanted God to see us like. And there was not a problem in the first place. We wasn't even naked at that point. We only became naked when we got exposed to what the reality of the world looked like now. And guess what? They got exposed into a war that was started even before they were even formed. He look, heaven was at war when the Satan himself tried to do what? I want to be like God. I'm going to tell our brothers and sisters who want to be like me and come up here and just and side with me. And we go division when an opinion becomes what? A rally cry. When it becomes a rebellion, when it says I will stand against this authority because I believe in this way is what's right for me and what's right for the whole. Amazing. And the whole while, the truth is not even important, is it? It gets pushed aside like bad french fries, cold, like Burger King french fries. I don't care how hot them Burger King french fries are. They are nasty. I don't know if they made out of pencil shavings or they just put cardboard and painted them. They're nasty. Much like anyone's opinion that thinks that they know better for your life. We know best for your family. We know what's best for your wife. We know what's best for your community. We know, and they haven't done any work to look at the truth of what the real problem is. Everybody's making decisions on perceptions, but never on the reality. Is it any shock that we look at our government today and be like, damn, I don't know what's going on up there, but that don't look, none of it look right. Is that a shock? It shouldn't be because no one's working for what? They ain't working for us. 
They're working for their idea of what we would want. Well, the people are asking for this. Not, not these people. I'm not asking for that. Wait a minute. Why is that in the law? Oh, come on. I didn't want that. Oh, now I got to submit. Oh, come on. I got to go with somebody that may have a similar view, that may have a little bit more money and more pull. I got to side with them. And guess what happened? Now my daughter says, wait a minute, Dad, I don't believe in what you're doing. That guy does this and this and this. Yeah, but look at that law that passed. I don't believe that, but this guy, if I get with him, he can overturn it. Now my, now my daughter's looking at me like, well, but Dad, that man supports this, and that's just as bad. It's not even bad. It's worse. Well, I know we got to make some sacrifice in order to get this big thing out, but Dad, that big thing, what about this big thing? Now you got this, right? It's starting to divide. It's easy. Because where's the divide there? Now I don't want to listen to the government up there. Now my daughter don't want to listen to her daddy. Notice the authority is what? I'm questioning your ability to make good decisions for me. It starts that easy. Oh, that pastor, man. Every He does Bible study on Wednesday nights. I think he should do it on Saturdays. Why Saturdays? Because it's a Sabbath day and I think we should all celebrate together. Oh, that's a noble, that's pretty good. That's a good idea. Pastor says, I can't do it on Saturdays because it is the Sabbath and I'd like to relax with my family. Well, Bible study, we're not working hard. We're eating the word of the Lord. Now you got, guess what? Now you're questioning. There's nothing wrong with questioning authority. I'm not saying that. There's nothing wrong if you don't agree with authority on that area. But what is wrong is when we try to take up arms against it. But Eric, what about stuff like 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 the World War II and you got, you know, you got corrupt governments and things of that nature? Now you know darn well I'm not telling you to lay down with that kind of stuff. At that point, when evil look, there's one thing I think we all can agree on. I think I'm sure of it. When we see evil, it is universally accepted that is wrong. That right there is absolutely wrong. Is there gray areas? No, there really isn't. The only reason you find a gray area is when you want an opinion or somebody wants an opinion or an alternate idea of what this thing is. See, and that, see, when we talk about, you can bring up abortion issues, you can bring up this, that, and third. Now we're talking about issues that are concerning a person. Shouldn't a person be able to govern the things that goes on in their life? I mean, at the very least, they should have that freedom. Guess what happens when you remove that freedom? Now you got another catalyst for division. Notice that? I'm not siding either way. I'm just giving you an example of how division works. You got two sides arguing to, every, to everything holy, but none of them are caring about the individual that goes through that door and or before they made the decision, when they got there to make the decision, during the process, and after all the people that are sitting on that front line fighting against each other, they're only celebrating when you do it or they're celebrating when you don't. But they're not there when the when it's time to get greasy. Because there's a division that it, it's not enough for them. The idea is just to cut it off uh, other than help. Hey, go to church. That's what we do. Th that that ain't the answer. That doesn't answer anything. Going to a church. Look, you can go. Ooh, it's 9.15, so I know I must get rolling. So y'all heard that on there. 9.15. So if I'm late, y'all know what's happening. But when you, when you look at these issues that divide people, when you look at the division itself, when you look at the, the components that makes up that, that gives that opinion such a strong foundation where we say, I've just refused to do that because it goes against what I. 
And there are more people who will agree with that. It goes against I or our and my. And let me tell you how silly it is when Christians do it. I'm a baker. I bake cakes. I make wedding cakes. A couple comes in and wants a wedding cake. I don't look that man, woman, man, man, woman, woman. My job as a baker is to make the cake, not to judge their lifestyle. My job is to make the cake. You don't think I need to judge how good is that cake and how good is it going to taste? That's my job. As a Christian, that's my job to serve one another. Eric, don't you? I can't. I, it'll compromise my beliefs if I make that. It's, you mean your personal beliefs, your opinions on the subject. That's what is what you're talking about. Don't bring God in that because if God was brought into that, guess what we would do? We pray. We would love them. We'd, under, we'd understand the plight that they're about to go through. We understand the fight that got there. We get it. And sitting there hating on them is definitely going to do what? We creating division then. Let's see how tenuous it is. Oh, division is, it, it is as thin as microfilament. You mean you can cross that line fast and not even know it. And then what weird part, you will realize it after the fact when you feel puffed up because you stood up for your, with your belief system that day. Again, and here's the, again, it's so thin. Is it? Barry, what about racial injustice? That that causes division. It sure does. It causes a division because what? Either the method of how you're doing that or the people that disagree that it even, there's even a problem because there's always someone with an opinion that someone else agrees with. It's hard to set that aside. It's it's intoxicating. You know what self-righteousness is? You know how puffed up people can feel good about? Y'all seen religion dudes? Y'all seen the theologians? When they feel that they're right about that crazy opinion they got, man, they just swell up like that dude from uh, Big Trouble in Little China. That dude just swelling up. What was his name? Hercules or something. He had a, It was a cool name, nonetheless. I think I should watch Little Trouble in Little China. It was a, Big Trouble in Little China. It was one of my favorite movies. But anyway. Self-righteousness is one of the first symptoms and byproducts of division. I know what's best for you. And I will side with those and bring others who believe the same way I do to make sure that this goes to pass. So you know that this is best for you. You're welcome. We go back to that bakery. My job is to get the ingredients right and make the best cake I can not to judge their life about them eating my cake if they go to that church if they go well if they, let, let, you know because I like using controversial subjects to show how silly it is for people to sit there and try to hate people for it rather than try to love and understand what's going on they're having a human experience beyond anything that we've ever experienced no one asked us to agree with it but we definitely have no reason to hate them either we've got to learn to love there is no way. You know how you can change a human's, a human's pattern of behavior? You know how to change negative behavior? You know how to change, if you want to really show who Jesus Christ is, love thy neighbor as thyself. You'll be able to serve people better. 
People will learn to see you really live by that, that by what they preach and teach in the Bible. It's not just a game for you. Because let me tell you, when you want to go out there and be self-righteous, they're going to point to you. Jesus said, love thyself. Though. Everybody knows that one. What are we going to say when we want to divide it? Well, that's because we're Christians, which we could do if we Hold on. Christ didn't say that your neighbor was Christian. He said, love thy neighbor as thyself. That means that racist dude over there that has, has used every expletive he can for every person of color. I got to love him like I love me. That don't work for me. I don't think God meant that. There's division because somebody's going to say, I agree with you. I agree. That's right. That, that's right, girl. That's right, homeboy. That's not. It's, it's easy. I'm telling you, it's so thin. Gossamer, it's so thin. It can be crossed so easy. And you see how Christians have tore this country apart with all these churches, denominations. We got, there are many Franklin Grahams out there that are, they can quote the Bible and then get right on the side of a nut. What do I mean by that? They will go out of their way to side with a political agenda and alienate the very people that say, wait a minute, you just talked about God. Now you're siding with something that I don't believe in. And guess what? If it, there's still, there's that division. Well, Eric, what's the best way to, let, let me leave you with some with some hope on this. Because I know this is, sounds pretty hopeless. Like, how do I stop against it? How do I fight against this division? How do I not support something and still be true to myself? How do I do these things? Well, inside and outside the body of Christ, there's an answer. There is an answer for this, which guess what? May not be suitable for everybody. And people say, like, Eric, that's just not enough. I get it. But we're talking about peace right now. My choice, I'll tell you what I personally did. I will never in my life, as long as I'm state, long what life I have left on this planet until the Lord takes me home, will ever vote ever again. I will never cast one ballot ever again. Why? Because I personally saw the division that I created. And those that trusted me that, that I was delivering the truth of God. And then I made a decision to vote for one person or another. Now, I ain't gonna lie. I was trolling too at the end of that. I wasn't really, I really wasn't voting either way. But at one point, since I was so on the right and I started to say, let me, let's just anger everybody. I started, so I started trolling everybody. Why? I admit I was trolling. I'm sorry. Forgive me. It was it was horrible fun for a part to see just how bad people would support someone knowing just how filthy, disgusting they really are by sin wise. How much of a hypocrite they truly are on each area just because they like one area, but they, they ignore the others. And guess what? It opened my mind to realize just how bad I was because we do it. How many Christians you think have voted for uh, said candidate because he said, I'm against that and get that. Yeah. Christian ideals. That ain't Christian ideals. That ain't Christian ideals. That's political ideals. Well, it's in the Bible. Yeah, but we're still forgetting the other stuff in the Bible. You know, love thy neighbor, tell the truth, don't covet, don't murder. You know, you see what a Ten Commandments comes in and just, if, look, outside of Christ, outside, you don't want to believe in God, man, you know I love you. But look, look at the Ten Commandments as atheists really do use it a lot, right? So if this is the Ten Commandments, how come you ain't doing this and this and this? That is a great barometer to tell you what's wrong. And guarantee, why do you think God put it out there? Everybody can use Eric, look, man, you're a hypocrite. You ain't did this right here. This right here, you didn't do that today. You didn't do that yesterday, and you know what I will do? See, I only got two options. Yeah, you're right. Or 
Well, you got to stand. I'm a Christian. I get that's the only way. There's no middle ground on that. I'm about to defend myself for what? Because I'm not doing the very thing that I've been preaching this whole time. Why? Because I just put my opinion in a category that the atheist went, dude, that ain't that that ain't what the Bible says. Why are you over there voting for that one? That looks biased. Because one thing Christians can't be is biased. Where are you biased toward God? No, we're on we're in servitude of God. We believe God. We're in a relationship with God. I wish I could explain a relationship in better detail, but it's weird and strange and fun and amazing to know that we are both servants, brothers, and friends of God. I cannot tell you how that relates. I can just tell you what it under how I understand it, and I can tell you what it does to me spiritually. I'm not at war with you as a person anymore. I don't care if you come in and said, I believe this thing was the right thing for everybody and blah, blah, blah. My job is not to disagree with you based on my opinion. My job is to figure out what's hurting. How'd you come to that conclusion? Well, what do you, when you're telling me this, what are you looking for? Is there an opportunity for me to tell you what the Bible says? And then you can still go on with your way, but we got to listen to what the Bible says about it. And you can make your decision after that. If you still want to go down that road, man, hey, give me some love, dog. If you still want to hang out, still want to talk, I'm with you. I'm not here to persuade. I'm here to just show a truth and let it be. That's it. That, that is the end of the road. Anything after that can cause division. There are religious convictions and there are godly, there's godly submission. There is no middle ground. Never has been. You find a gray area, you find an opinion that someone else agrees with, and you'll find an opinion someone else disagrees with, and now you got what? Division. So it's 925. I've got to get to work. But I first want to thank God for giving me the strength and the push and the zeal to get on here this morning and preach the truth of the Lord, especially to my brothers and sisters, which are you who are watching. Doesn't matter if you believe the way I do or not. You're my brother and sister. You're part of the Miller family. I will fight for you in tooth and nail, and ain't nobody gonna change that. I love you. You come to this channel, and you give your time based on either for entertainment, or you just come for, or you come for hopefully some kind of wisdom, or you just come to hang out with me. All of those things are respected, and I hope to reward you by giving you as much attention and love as you definitely deserve in your life. I'm sure we all don't get enough respect and attention that we need. And the best way I can do that is by just keep giving myself. And I ain't much, I'm telling you, I ain't much to look at. I ain't much to give. But what I do have, I'm giving everything I got. And for that, I love you very much. You don't owe nothing to this channel. You owe nothing to anybody. You, but you do owe yourself something. You owe yourself to subscribe. I mean, there's nothing wrong with subscribing to this channel. Man, it is entertaining. It's fun. I sound full of myself, but a subscription can't hurt. You come part of the family. You may find something interesting. You may find a nugget of truth here or, or some wisdom here that you can look at and use in a practical way. I'm just saying, let me, let's have some fellowship. Let's have some friendship. I don't like using that word easy, but let's have some. Because in my community, our community, thank you. We are unique than anything on the, in, in YouTube as a whole. Listen on the podcast. Join the podcast. You part of the, you ain't any part of the channel. Join the channel. Consider becoming a member. All of it supports the the UNHD or Pastor Eric Miller presents, which is the control of the narrative. You have the sinner's commentary. 
and the, the controlling your narrative, that's one where you, I really go after religion. I go after, yeah, we knocking teeth out on that one. Man. I swing hard for the fences on that one. And in, the, in other programs, if, I, if, I can, if it comes to mind and it's something that the community wants and it, it fulfills the duties that I have, then we're going to put that in play. So I ask you to come along for the ride. You definitely got to buckle up because I, since it's unscripted, we don't know where we going. All I know is I got the, the GPS is turned off. My battery's drained in the, in the phone. We having a road trip, baby. And good news is I know the destination, but how to get there? Every day we, we see how that's different. So uh, I'm going to let you guys go. I love you very much. You guys matter greatly. Um, those that see this at what, what time? Oh, look, I got some folks. I got the pounder here. There it is. There's my brother. How you doing, man? Yes, I'm, I hope you have a good day at work, too. And I got my man here. Uh, what we got? Um, Govinda Disco Danciri. I hope I said that right. That's what Steve Harvey said. You write and I shall receive. Amen, brother. Um, I love you guys. You guys matter. Anybody that sees this, leave a comment in the section. Let me hear from you this morning. How you doing? How you feeling this morning? How you feeling? Uh, how you feeling right now? Because it does matter how you feel. I ain't saying you got to make all your decisions on your feelings because that's exhausting. Whew. But it does matter what you what's going on with you. And I care. And if you need to talk to me, dude, I don't sleep much as it is. Come holler at me. Sister, I don't sleep as good as, as I should. Come holler at me. I love you very much. Have a good day at work or however you're serving in your community, however you're serving someone else, whether it's serving your family or serving someone in the public. I love you. I'll see you guys soon. Probably this Saturday. This Saturday, there might be a surprise waiting on you. Love you very much. I'll see you soon. In Jesus' name, I'm praying for you. Amen. Have a good day at work. You have just listened to You and HD, your identity in Jesus Christ with Pastor Eric Miller. This ministry is made possible by your thoughtful prayers and donations. Join us each week as we continue to explore our Christian identity in Jesus Christ. May God richly bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.